0: There's a song that we sing sometimes, and it's called Remind Me, Dear Lord. And the the verses kind of talk about how God's consistent and we're inconsistent. But the end of that verse is a beautiful line that I'm always reminded of. Remember, I'm human, and humans forget, so remind me, remind me. Dear Lord, and you think about it, everything we do in worship is designed at some level to remind us of God's faithfulness, to remind us of what He's done, to remind us of what He's doing today, and to remind us that He'll still be working tomorrow. Every song that we sing is a reminder. Every verse that we read is a reminder. Every, every prayer that's offered is a, a reminder, even in a few minutes as we partake of the Lord's Supper. It's a holy reminder of what God did on the cross through Jesus the Christ. We need those reminders. We need those reminders. Even in our giving, we're reminded that it's all from God and not from us. Every part of what we do, if you think about it, is designed to remind us what God has done. I love that. As we worship this morning, I hope you're reminded of some truths. And, and in the messages for the next several weeks, uh, near as anyone can tell, I think God laughs at our plans. Uh, we're going to be in what I call a sort of series that I'm simply call, uh, calling remember. To be reminded of all the ways in which God has worked, and all the ways in which God is working, and all the ways in which God will continue to work in the days to come. There are a few things in life that are 100%. If anything, the past several weeks have taught us that. Can can you just imagine trying to have a conversation with yourself, oh, way, way back in the ancient years of January. <laughs> if if the, today you could go back in time and say, listen, just in, in just a, a matter of weeks, there's going to be millions of jobs lost. Maybe some of you have experienced that or are worried about that. Uh, in, in a matter of weeks, the stock market will drop. So, Some 30%. In in a matter of weeks, the world will come to a grinding halt. In a matter of weeks, schools will shut down. All all of the basic things of life that you're used to is going to be upended. Schools and churches and grocery stores and every rhythm of your life. If you could go back just a few weeks and tell yourself that, you'd probably laugh at yourself. You'd probably say, what are you talking about? There's no way that the world could change that quickly, that fast. But it did. And we're reminded through that that there are very few things that are certain In life, in a world of uncertainty, I want to remind you today of an absolute certainty, an absolute certainty, a surety you can take it to the bank. And that's this that God's faithful, God's always faithful. And maybe now more than ever, we need to be reminded. Of that. In a world of uncertainty, we need to be reminded of the ancient truth that God never fails. His will is never thwarted, His purposes are never paused, His ways are never slowed. He's faithful 100%. Moses wrote these words in Deuteronomy chapter 7. Verse 9, know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Of course, God knew that the people to whom Moses was preaching would not be faithful. But God wanted to remind them, through Moses, that he always would be. That he would never stop. You, you've heard the, the phrase, maybe you've heard it more often this past few weeks, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. And that's still true. God is not only good, he's forever faithful. Forever Long before you were, he was faithful. Today, while you are, God is faithful. Even while your world may be falling apart in every imaginable way, God is faithful. And long after you and I are gone, and the world has forgotten us like dust in the wind, God will remain faithful. The psalmist wrote it this way in Psalm 8615, But you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. You see, God was was faithful. The, the story of Scripture is the story not of God's people. I mean, we're mentioned in there, but it's really the story that God was faithful yesterday. God was faithful in all things, the good, the bad, and yes, even the ugly. The Bible is a very honest book in all of those respects. It tells us about God's goodness God's faithfulness, our wickedness, and our ugliness. And one particularly ugly time was about 586 years before Jesus came into the world. It uh, was a time unimaginable. In in every way, uh, the people of God, the Israelites, probably didn't ever think it would happen. But it did. In fact, the word, the first word, of the book, and the Hebrew, uh, in the Hebrew and in the English, is how. You find yourself there lately. How did all this happen so quickly, so abruptly? The book is a book we don't preach from very much. It's not a real uplifting book, because it talks about the reality of where they were and and, and the violence and the suffering that God's people had endured as a result of the Babylonians coming into the city of Jerusalem, conquering it, destroying the, 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 the temple that Solomon had built and utterly laying waste to the city. How? Imagine the saddest day of your life. And, and multiply it by a trillion. And you can put yourself in the mindset of God's people. And, and so the, the book, Lamentations, is full of laments. Of all the things that God's people were lamenting. And the writer, in, in the middle of talking about what had brought them here, and, and what they would do going forward, calls them in the middle of the book, in the middle of the of the, the scripture, to a passage that we're going to be in this morning. Lamentations chapter 3, and we're going to going to start in verse 19. Remember my affliction and my wanderings. The bitterness and the gall, I will remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet, yet, this I call to mind, and therefore, I have hope. Hope? Hope in the midst of this? are you so naive? Are you so Pollyannish? How in the world can you have hope? Don't you see that the world has come crashing down, that the sky is falling? How can you have hope? Writer of Lamentations... Arguably, most people think it was Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. How could he have hope? Remember, I'm human, and humans forget. So remind me, remind me, dear Lord. You see, the word remember, I remember my affliction. I remember them, and yet I will call this to mind. In the midst of suffering, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of all uncertainty, we need to be reminded that God is faithful. Looking back is an important thing to do right now. Is you need to be reminded, I need to be reminded that God was seeing his people through some storms of the past. He would see them through this storm, and he would see them through the storms of the future. Let's go back through scripture. Let's look at at a few examples and think about how God was faithful. The, The book of Genesis tells us the story of Joseph. Now, Joseph. Joseph had some bad things happen. He had some family dysfunction. He was sold into slavery. He was falsely accused. He ended up in prison. Even there, the prisoners who he helped forgot about him. He could have played the victim card. He could have lamented and said, Woe is me. He could have shook his fist in anger at God. But he knew that God was still working. And God delivered him out of the prison into the palace. What about the Israelites? The story of Exodus. As God delivers the Israelite slaves from Pharaoh's terrible wrath. Even after they leave, Pharaoh sort of comes to his senses and says, What have we done? would did we let these millions of Israelites go? Well, There goes all of our free labor. We've we got to chase them down and he... Hitches up the horses and the chariots, and he chases them down. And the Israelites are at the edge of the sea, and they're stuck between Pharaoh's chariot and drowning in the sea. And they cry out to Moses, "Why'd you bring us here? Were there not enough graves in Egypt that you brought us here to die?" The situation looked hopeless. And then all of a sudden, a great wind split. The waters and the Israelites walked through on dry ground. When their world was falling apart, God was faithful. What about Daniel? Daniel. Prayed faithfully to his God every day. He was accused by some power hungry politicians. And they knew the only way they could they could bring any charge against him if it had something to do with between Daniel and God. So they came up with a plan. They said, uh, we're going to make it illegal for you to pray. Didn't bother Daniel. He kept on. And as punishment, he was thrown into a den. Very hungry lions. Much against the king's own wishes. when they opened up the den the next morning, what did they see? They saw that God was faithful. Even the storm that Greg mentioned this morning. These trained fishermen, in fear of their lives over a storm, and yet, Not because of what was happening in the storm, but because of who was with them. Their master, as they awakened him from his holy nap, looked at the wind and the waves. One translation says, he called out, peace, be still. I always wonder about that. I know he was talking to the wind and the waves, but Jesus Jesus had a way of saying something and saying it to all who were around to hear. I think he was saying it to the wind and the waves, but in my mind maybe he was also speaking to his frightened friends in the boat. Maybe speaking that to us. Peace. Be still. May we not forget. God is faithful. He delivered the Israelites, he delivered Joseph, he delivered Daniel, he delivered the disciple. What do you are you noticing a theme here? Maybe God is trying to remind us that it's not just about us. Romans chapter 15 verse 4 this verse in scripture says for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. There's a reason all those stories were in there, Uh, not just to make cool stories for VBS, but to teach us, to, to remind us the fundamental truths of the story of God and his people and even when we are faithless even when we get distracted even when we forget god is faithful god is focused and god always remembers and he's patient with us but he's written these things down now, i hope you're spending more time in your bible these days we've been given the gift of time You'd be blessed to spend time in God's Word, not to get you through a Bible reading program, not to check off a list, but to, be, to remind yourself of how faithful God is, how faithful God was, so that we might have hope of how faithful God will be and how faithful he will always and forever be. God has never failed to be any less than fully faithful it's impossible for him to be any less he can't do it. it's not within his nature psalms go back to psalms 34 the psalmist writes this i'd love to read the whole chapter but just look in verse 3 and following O magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces shall never be ashamed. The poor man cried and he heard, the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. There's there's not a lot of certainty in our world. Very few things that we can even imagine as a refuge anymore. Where can we hide from from a microbe that we can't see? And that fills us with fear. But in the midst of all that, we should be looking to the Lord. We should be seeking his face, and he will deliver us from all our fears. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen with the virus, but there's something much more contagious than the virus, you see. On the negative side, fear is absolutely contagious. You've seen that in our world. People get afraid. They listen to the news 24-7. People get afraid as they get inundated with with pictures from all over, seeing the tragedies happening. And it fills them with fear. But there's something on the other side of that that's equally contagious. Do you know what that is? It's hope. We get to choose. The psalmist says, if we'll seek the Lord, taste and see that the Lord is good that we'll be blessed, that if we'll seek refuge in him and him alone, we'll be blessed. You see, God, God wasn't just faithful to the people of these pages. <laughs> God is faithful to the people. Normally, at this time, I'd say normally he's faithful to the people in the pews, but, well, there's not many of those, but to the people on the iPads and the iPhones and to the people in the living rooms, God's faithful. God's faithful. The question is, are you? You can look back at the pages of Scripture and see God was faithful to them. But maybe you should look at your own life. Because God was faithful to you too. Wasn't he? When your parents divorced, and your world came crashing down, and everything around you seemed hopeless, God was faithful. When you got sick, when the doctors had no answers, and the situation looked hopeless, God was faithful. When you lost your job, I'm not talking about in recent weeks, but in the past. When you got the pink slip and you you didn't know how you were going to put food on the table and pay the rent or the mortgage? But God was faithful, wasn't he? When you were abused, no fault of your own, physically, verbally, sexually, and you didn't have answers, God was faithful, wasn't he? When you, when you were barren and you couldn't have children and all your friends were having children and you cried and you cried and you begged God and God was faithful, wasn't he? When your family split, you were divided, and you were addicted, when you were weighed down heavy with depression and anxiety, when your life was full of sin and selfishness and darkness. But God was faithful, wasn't he? Remember, I'm human and humans forget. So remind me, remind me, dear Lord. He was faithful yesterday and, and God remains faithful today. Back to Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 22. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great. Great. Is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I will hope in him. Now I'm not gonna hope in my 401k or my Roth. I'm not gonna put hope in my job. I'm not even gonna put hope in in Walmart or Dylan's having the food that I need. I will put my hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait. For him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. God was faithful then, and he's faithful today. No one is as faithful as he is. He is dependable as the sun that rises and sets, he is as dependable as the tide that comes in and out. He is dependable as the stars that move in the heavens. He created all that to remind us that he 's still faithful that his nature never changes virus, pandemic, catastrophe, whatever the situation might even be in your life, God is faithful he will he has always come through he will always. Come through, and God remains today, forever faithful. He was faithful yesterday. He's faithful today. Don't you worry? God's remaining faithful. Regardless of what the news tells you, regardless of what the newspapers tell you, if anybody reads newspapers anymore, regardless of what your phone tells you, regardless of what you're consuming on social media, God alone remains faithful. And He will be faithful tomorrow. He will be faithful tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow holds, do we? Have you learned that yet? Have you stopped making plans for days and weeks on out? H- have you stopped? H- have you just learned what Jesus said was really true? Just, just worry about today because tomorrow will have enough trouble of its own? H- have you got that lesson yet? Paul, the apostle, he went through some hard things, some affliction. And he was writing to the church at Corinth to remind them of those troubles. He wrote, we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril. And he will deliver us again. On him, we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. Was he faithful? Yes. Is he faithful? Absolutely. And will he remain faithful? 100%. I do not know many things. And in our world, not many of us know many things there is one thing I can tell you that I will preach to my dying day. That we know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that God is faithful. So let us remember that God's faithful. And so, if we're going to take anything from that, let us be faithful. God's faithful. May we not forget that because he is faithful, we can have faith. The, the book of Hebrews, chapter, chapter 10, verse 23. The writer writes this, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is God was faithful before all of this. God's faithful in all of this. God will be faithful long after all of this. So, will you be? Will you be faithful? Will you hold on to that hope unswervingly? Will you share it? Will you live it? Will you be the light and let his hope and his love And his faithfulness overflow in your life. Let's pray together. Father God, we praise you for many things. Your righteousness, your goodness, your justice, your mercies, which are new every morning. Your goodness, your grace, your love. And especially today, in times of absolute uncertainty, we praise you for your faithfulness. In times past... In this very moment and in days to come, we praise you for your faithfulness. I pray, Father, that you fill us, not with fear, not with timidity, of hope, power, love, boldness, courage, and faithfulness. May all those watching, may all those listening, faithfully hold on to that hope. May we not forget all you've done. May we remember each day all you're doing, and may we look forward boldly to what you are going to do. We praise you, Father, we love you, and we know, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you love us because of Jesus and in its name in His holy and precious and righteous name, we pray. Amen.